Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Man, nice crowd out here. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. My wifey back there. Good to see you. Praise the Lord. Uh, but thank you all for allowing me to be here. And thank you for this opportunity, Pastor, Buddy, and, and Rodney. Um, and thank you for allowing me to be here in uniform, too. And that's a little unique, but uh, going back to work until 11 tonight. So, uh, But my boss allowed me to be off the clock temporarily to be here. So to God be the glory for that. Amen. Uh, but if you have your Bibles, you know it's time for a little Bible study, so you can pull those out, Bible apps, or you can orient yourself to the screen behind me. Uh, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, we'll be looking at a few verses there. Now in these verses, you know, as you know, Jesus is on top of a mountain speaking to the multitudes in continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. So we'll look at verse 3 and 4, I'll be reading from the NIV. It says, but when you give to the needy... Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Amen. And verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. I see a pattern there, right? So now the focus of my message today will be from verses 17 and 18. I also read a really awesome book. I highly recommend it. It's called Fasting. It's by Jensen Franklin. Very great book. Both my wife and I have read it recently. Uh, So looking at verses 17 and 18, uh, Jesus says, But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. Now, Jesus provided this pattern by which each of us is to live as a child of God. Now, the pattern addressed three specific duties of a Christian, giving, praying, and fasting. Now, Jesus said, when you give, and when you pray, and when you fast, he made it clear that fasting, just like giving and praying, was a normal part of Christian life. So just as much attention as we give to giving and praying, guess what? we got to give it to fasting as well. Solomon, um, when he was writing the books of wisdom for Israel, as you can remember, he made the point that a cord or a rope that's braided with three strands is not easily broken. So likewise, when giving, praying, and fasting are practiced together in the life of a believer, it creates that type of threefold cord that is not easily broken. Amen. Now, If we're honest, generally speaking, we could probably give a little more, pray a little more, but generally speaking, we're pretty good in those two areas, amen? But if you're anything like me, fasting was just not a normal part of my walk with God. Every time I heard the word fasting, my my tummy just randomly started grumbling, like, I'm hungry now. Um, But surely, you know, I would have participated in any of the corporate fasts, the church-wide fasts that we did here, and all those were great. But raise your hand if you know you could do a little more personal fasting in your walk with God. Amen. Thank you so much for y'all's transparency. I'm not alone. That's awesome. So now, could we be missing our greatest breakthroughs because we fail to fast? Remember the 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold return that Jesus spoke about when he was describing the parable of the sower? Well, look at it this way. When you pray you can release that 30-fold return. But when both prayer and giving are part of your life, I believe that releases that 60-fold blessing. But when all three 
giving, praying, and fasting are part of your life. That hundredfold return can be released. Now, if that's the case, you have to wonder what blessings are not being released. What answers to prayer are not getting through? What bondages are not being broken because we fail to fast? Thank you. I'm going to be transparent with you tonight. I hope that's all right. Is that all right? Can I be transparent up here? Okay. So earlier this year, I received a phone call that no one ever wants to receive. My mother calls me and says her and her husband are getting a divorce. Now, I've already seen my mom and my biological father divorce when I was a child. Now, 17 years into her second marriage, another marriage was crashing very fast. Now, seven, now, being married for three years myself, to my lovely lady back there, I take it personal. When a marriage in my sphere of influence is face-to-face with the enemy, I get serious. My mom was giving up, my stepdad was giving up, and they were throwing in the towel. I told each of them directly that I was willing to fight for their marriage, even if they weren't willing to fight themselves. I wanted to stand in the gap for my parents and send God ahead of me into this war zone and fight these battles for them. I knew this circumstance called for a great sacrifice on my part, and I wanted God to get all the glory for it. I knew that this one was going to require both prayer and fasting. In Matthew 17, Jesus rebukes a demon out of a boy, and the boy was healed. But when the disciples tried, they could not cure the child. Let's take a look at Matthew 17, 19 through 21. I'll be reading from the King James here. It says, Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be it? Notice that word, how be it. It's another word for like, however. How be it, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So that tiny little word, how be it, it's the connection. It's the key that unlocks the power in that statement. Go back to verse 20. That nothing shall be impossible unto you. You see, Jesus told the disciples they needed faith. Even faith as small as a tiny seed. But that wasn't all. As you already know, long before this incident, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness where he spent 40 days and 40 nights taking no food. Can you imagine 40 days and 40 nights, no food? But how be it this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. See, for Jesus, casting out that stubborn demon wasn't impossible. So if Jesus could have accomplished all he came to do here on earth, Without fasting, why would he fast? It's a good question. The Son of God fasted because he knew there were supernatural things that could only be released that way. How much more should fasting be a common practice in our own lives? Amen. So in continuation of my story, on February 1st of this year, I began a 40-day fast of no meat. Now. For a man, this was very challenging (laughs) because I am very much a carnivore. Can my brother say amen in the building, right? But I knew sacrifice must be made so God can move on my parents' behalf. Also, 
Glory to God. I have a wife that is so supportive. She did the 40-day fast of no meat with me. Praise God. Now, during these 40 days, so many small victories and evidence of God making moves and setting that stage up for victory was amazing. Yet, even after the 40 days, the threat of divorce was still holding on. So we kept pushing. We kept interceding in prayer. And we kept encouraging. And we kept loving. Now, towards the end of spring, I had a conversation with my stepdad. And I could tell you, I could just tell that God softened his heart so much through this time. And for the first time in my life, I heard him with the most genuine voice say, I love you. It brought me back. My mother talked to me the next day and said, I don't know what you and him talked about last night. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. She said, we're giving our marriage another chance. Praise God. No more court papers, no more attorneys. They called it all law. They said, we're going for the long haul. Glory to God. Fasting. Now, I'd like to just break down the discipline of fasting and just provide some practical takeaways for us so we can start our renewed journeys into fasting. Amen? So the discipline of fasting releases a couple things. It releases the anointing. It releases the favor and the blessings of God in the life of a Christian. Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. You see, biblical fasting, all it is is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. Now, I know sometimes people try to get rid of, you know, things like social media for a few days and call it fasting. But sorry to bust your bubble, that's not considered biblical fasting. However, if social media does get in the way with your time with God, yes, it's a great thing to unplug from, to draw closer to God. Absolutely. Nonetheless, fasting brings one into a deeper, more intimate and powerful relationship with the Lord. You see, when you eliminate food from your diet for a number of days, your spirit becomes uncluttered by the things of this world. And I'll tell you what, it's amazingly sensitive. You become amazingly sensitive to God. It's, it's wonderful, to the things of God. See, I remember recently I went to uh, my weekend drills with the Army, right? And I decided to do a normal fast for that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No food. That was hard, by the way. Uh, but this particular fast, glory to God, Jasmine and I were actually praying and fasting, and sending God ahead into the following week for her interviews in Atlanta for Chick-fil-A Corporate. And glory to God, August 2nd of this year, she received the promotion of a lifetime. (laughs) Hallelujah. Fasting. And I remember being on military training during this fast, and I was so sensitive to God. Because, you know, he lives inside of us, right? He doesn't have to scream at us to get our attention. You don't even have to whisper. He's so close that he can just kind of nudge us from the inside, right? So I was so sensitive to him that he would just give me the slightest nudge from the inside. And I would immediately recognize divine appointments with these soldiers that were just crossing my path. I was able to speak to them and encourage them in the moments that God, that they needed God the most. It was amazing. I loved it. So let me ask you this. Do you desire to know God's will for your life? Do you desire to know whom you should marry? Or what you should do in a critical situation? 
You see, fasting brings you to a place of being able to clearly hear God's will. And fasting also brings health and healing to your body as well as financial prosperity and the blessings of God, no doubt. So whether you desire to be closer to God or you're in need of great breakthroughs in your life, remember that nothing shall be impossible to you. Fasting is truly, listen to me, is a truly a secret source of power, and we have access to that. So to break it down simply, there are three types of fast. Anybody know three types of fast found in Scripture? I'll give them to you. So they are the absolute fast, the normal fast, and the partial fast. I'll break those down very simply. Absolute fast is no food, no water, period. Now, even if God leads you to do this, that's awesome. Just remember, for your safety, just utilize medical consultation and supervision for that one, okay? Um, The normal fast, the second one, normal fast, is no food for a certain number of days, Depending on the length, you know, some people will actually take, you know, clear broth or juices to kind of help maintain your strength. And then lastly, a partial fast, which is giving up particular foods and drink for an extended period of time. common example is found in the book of Daniel, where he refused to eat the choice meats and sweets from the king's table, asking instead to have only vegetables and water. Later, Daniel began another partial fast, taking no sweets, no meat, and no wine for three weeks, during which time he was focused in prayer, and that's very important. Uh, So there's no real formula that I can give you to help you determine which type of fast or how long you should be on one, right? The length of time that you choose should depend on your circumstances. But don't get bogged down in the details. Begin with one day, just one day, from sunrise to sunset. You'll be amazed at the difference even a one-day partial or normal fast will make in your life. So, and again, don't bite off more than you can handle. See, I was reading that book on fasting several weeks ago. I was in Mexico enjoying the beach life, right? And I was just reading this book. It was so good. I was learning so much about fasting. And I, I looked at Jazz and I said, Jasmine, when I get back, I want to go on a 40-day fast of no food whatsoever. I got this. Now, of course, being the amazing wife she is, she was supportive of my idea, but encouraged me to take baby steps in this since I was still a newbie in fasting. I was. I still am. But needless to say, I'm very thankful my wife's discernment. Amen. Yes, husbands, sometimes God gives your wife discernment. He doesn't give you, so, yeah, but that's another tough another day. In other words, there is no need to be heroic and attempt this 40-day fast if you've never fasted a day in your life, okay? Just start, and once you discover the benefits, you'll be on your way to making it a life practice. Amen. Now, there are times when the Lord may impress you to go on a longer fast. But for most folks, a three-day fast is very practical. Even a Daniel fast, which is eliminating meat, bread, and sweets for 21 days, is a fast just about anyone can handle as well. You think you can handle that? Yeah? No? (laughs) See, some may think eliminating only those three foods from your diet for three weeks is no big deal. But check this out. Whatever your sacrifice is, if it means something to you, it will mean something to God. Amen? Now, in the same token, if the sacrifice you're making, if it doesn't really mean anything to you, if it's really easy, and you're like, oh, I don't even miss it, right? Then it's not going to really mean anything to God. So now, without combining fasting with prayer and the word of God, you're really just dieting, right? So it's important to incorporate those two as well. But I want you to realize something very important. If you don't take anything else away, take this away. Fasting is a continual prayer before God. That's good news. 
right? Because we read that scripture, you know, it's like pray without ceasing. That's hard to do sometimes. We're busy, right? We try to make some time in the morning and the evening to talk to God, maybe somewhere in the middle of the day while you're driving, you're singing hallelujah, right? But that's so good because sometimes I struggle with going to that time of prayer. Sometimes I don't feel like it, but my fasting, that's a continual prayer before God, and he honors that. Because there may be days when, like you said, the heaven opens and your heart is prompted to those deep times of prayer. Maybe days where your energy is just sapped and you just, you just cannot seem to focus in prayer at all. So don't condemn yourself during those times. God sees your sacrifice. He does. And if it means something to you, it will mean something to God. So raise your hand if you feel like you've learned something. All right. You can put your hands down. Now raise your other hand if you are inspired and motivated to incorporate fasting into your walk with God starting this week, moving forward, whether that's once a month, whether that's every other week, whatever it is, whatever that sacrifice is to you, raise your, that other hand if you can hold yourself accountable before God and all these witnesses that you're going to start fasting on a regular basis. Look at that. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together, Lord, and learning your word. Lord, I just ask that you challenge us. Challenge us to be stronger in our spiritual disciplines, especially of fasting, God. Let us incorporate that into that threefold course so that we'd be stronger men and women of God so we could be that shining light for you, Lord. We trust you, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.